Hey guys and welcome. I'm Hazza. And I'm Muzike. And, and this, this is, is the, the Late, Late Night, Night Fix. Fix. Join us on a journey into the night. Anything is on the table and nothing is off limits. So take a seat and buckle up for action-packed episodes. Hot topics, juicy goss and special guests are coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. This is your Late Night Fix. Hey guys and welcome to the Late Night Fix. I'm with my co-host Hazza. How are we tonight? Gain World back here with episode 14 and uh, we're joined again by Steve and Dave. Um, where did we leave off? We, we were talking about transport, weren't we? Um, and, and renewable energy. And renewables. Yeah. And also the pressure on drivers to meet deadlines and really push themselves um, out there on the roads. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about actually, and I think you guys can chime in, all of you having worked in transport, is um, driver health and safety. Um, so like you said, often you're on the road, you're in charge of a big load, a massive vehicle, uh, you're sharing the road with other road users. What, what are some of the issues for drivers out there in terms of workplace health and safety? Anyone can chime in, whoever. Okay, Matthew, you go. What are, what are your issues out there on the road? What are the things that you need to think about? Regular breaks? Uh, yeah, regular yeah. breaks, you know, uh, managing your fatigue, which is very important, getting enough sleep. Okay. Um, yeah. You need to concentrate and focus, That's right? That's right, yes. Um, so what are the main hazards out there for bus drivers, say? People crossing the road, you know, cars cutting you across, anything. Okay. And if you are involved in an accident uh, with a pedestrian, I hope not, but um, or another vehicle or uh, damage is caused to the bus for any reason, what's the process? What do you have to do? Look, it all depends, you know, if it's a serious accident and, um, you know, you can't, you're injured, you can't move, um, you know, you've got the emergency button on the side which um, connects to Network Control Centre and you can just speak freely and tell them what's happened and they actually track in the bus to see where you are. What if you have an aggressive passenger that's intimidating other passengers and uh, violent? Yeah, similar, similar thing. Like again, you know, press the emergency button okay. if they're threatening the passengers. Um, because when you press the emergency duress button, um, it opens up the radio channel to the network control center and they can hear everything what's going on in the bus. But what can you do though in the Well, meantime, you can try waiting. and diffuse the problem. Okay. Um, you know, try and yep. um, keep the um, person to, you know, calm, you know, try and talk to them. Okay. But mm. if, it, if it backfires, you know, then... You know, you got to go to option B. Plan B. Plan yeah. B, yeah. Would you hop out of the cabin? Oh, no, no. Really? That's one thing they tell you, do not get out. Because if you do, and if that person snaps at you and you get assaulted, oh, yeah. it's not good. What, even to protect children or pregnant ladies? Like you're not going to well, hop out of the cabin? Well, you need to suss the passenger out to see what type of person it is. Okay. It is a hard one. What would you do, Uncle Steve? I mean, I don't... Oh, you have worked... Driving buses, I remember. Yeah. yeah, you have. So if you were faced with a situation like that, what's your um, thought process? Well, I'd try and deal with it uh, myself first. And, mm -hmm. uh, yep. Um, and I like in Matthew's place where you have a silent, I think, is it a silent button to the uh, It's a duress button. But 
the no one else knows you. No, it's all hidden. Yeah, yeah on the side, yeah. you just press it. Like in the banks. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's hidden. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, naturally. I mean, you, yeah, you got to treat every situation as it comes. I guess how, yeah. what sort of a how violent the person is. If yeah. he's got um, weapons on him as well, that's yeah, another that thing. Too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely stay in the vehicle if there's passengers. Obviously, passengers in the vehicle. Yeah. And protect them. I mean, you're the, you're basically you're the captain of the ship. So yeah, yeah. So you kind of, it's all on you until help arrives, I guess. So I just kind of, tr- uh, and like any situation, you just keep the keep cool. You know, if you can. Cool. Like yeah. Sometimes things can be very stressful. Like something, something uh, violent or a crash or something. You know, really uh, stressful yeah. can happen. Happens, and it's it's easy just to amp, get amped up and that, and mm. stress yourself out. But yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, thankfully, there's a lot of responsible and capable drivers out there, trucks and buses that mm. uh, have diffused situations, and they've even stopped yeah. stopped to help uh, situations that they're not even involved in, yes. especially yeah. truck drivers. Which is great. Oh, yeah. The sense of community. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you've got to be careful in a truck. Well, it doesn't have to be as, as desperate as a hostage situation on a bus site. You know, that was an extreme example. Um, but uh, you mentioned also that with trucks, you've got to be careful driving down particular streets, especially with cul-de-sacs. Um, at the end, I, I remember a story you once told me in Melbourne, I think it was. Oh, it was um, yeah. Going so up the wrong street, basically, with with a vehicle, it's very difficult to turn around. To manoeuvre, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'd, I'd say that's a common sort of issue for drivers. It's common enough. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you've only got to do it once and it's common enough. You've got to reverse back out, I suppose, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had to unhook trailers and yeah, yeah. You know, take one out at a time. And oh, that well. can be. Then you've, you leave, you've got to leave one trailer so that it doesn't, yeah. yeah, impact on anyone else until it might take twenty minutes or so to, to get back out, get, get back to that trailer. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. For example, then find a place but, yeah. uh, where you can reassemble. Them. I, but it's very rare, but yes, especially with the digital age too, it's a lot better now. But easy yeah. mistake to make, but a hard problem to fix. I think uh, in, like, a nutshell, yeah, yeah. in a nutshell. But these yeah. days, you do see um, road signs um, saying, uh, you know, dead end. Like no through road? Something. So sometimes like the signage is hit and miss. Yeah. You know, I've noticed well, it's hidden. in Sydney or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've taken a lot of street signs down because of GPS, but it just it gets very, very irritating when you're trying to find your way around and mm. the name of the street's not up there on a sign. Um, oh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Dave, t- tell us about some of the problems or everyday sort of uh, niggling issues that um, you faced when you were a driver. Uh, well, uh I'll just uh, relate um, one instance. I, I, I took a, a bus from uh, from Town Hall yeah. to uh, Top Ride. Yeah. Well, I ran about route by Strathfield because it was too late to get the normal bus mm-hmm. and we're passing through Strathfield and I just bent over to tie up my shoelace. Yeah. And in that instance... A half brick came flying through the window. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Smashing oh, the window. Gee. And someone behind me said, "Mate, 
someone's got to be looking after you. Someone was trying to kill you. Oh, not well. It's just a, a, an act of random vandalism. That's yeah. all. Yeah, delinquency. But, yeah, yeah. Sounds like. But <laughs> uh, I, I remember uh, I spent a couple of years on the old Darling Harbour as a uh, truck driver delivering wool bales and et cetera yeah. to surrounding wool stores yeah. and one of them, William Horton and Company, it had a continuous circular loading dock. Yeah. And uh, one, one of the uh, wool handlers came up and said to me, mate, you're the best driver to <laughs> ever yeah. back a truck into this dock because it was a continuous curve. Oh wow! And, and most most drivers have been nudging it and then going forward, rah rah rah. Oh, you yeah. couldn't see anything because of the overhanging sheepskins. Yeah, so like a, um, that was an accolade for Uncle Dave. Like wasn't a thread it? through the eye of a needle. Yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, very skilled yeah, driving skilled, there. Well, yeah, <laughs> but there was some <laughs> there's some real characters in some of those old wool stores, mate. Yeah, yeah, some he, of them have yeah. been classified as uh, by the National Trust now. Oh, oh yeah, like the yeah. Goldsboro yeah, one in yeah, Darling Harbour. It's been converted. Uh, yeah, Wedgecombe Castle, they'll get in New Zealand land. Very yeah. elegant old buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you hear sometimes in Sydney of drivers with overheight vehicles getting stuck in tunnels, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is pretty. Well, I, I don't know if that was ever an issue. They should have that before they entered the tunnel. Well, they create all sorts of chaos, and yeah. it's. I mean, have you ever encountered that yeah. when you're in the road? Uh, no, I haven't no. seen it on the road, but I've seen it on the news where, um, like you know, the trucks are going down the um, Harbour Bridge tunnel, and it's they're over height, over yeah. the limit. And, and they get stuck in the tunnel. Yeah, and they've yeah. literally um, caused damage oh. on the tu- tunnel ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but all the people behind them that have to wait in gridlock traffic then oh. until yes. they yeah. get yeah. locked yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, there's there's yeah. plenty of warning and they, they, sh- they should, you should know the height of your vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And when you're, there's, sign, there's plenty of signage before you get to the tunnel. And yeah. there's also sensoring as well height. too. Yeah. Which... When they pass, Heights it lights up. Those height detectors, and if you, you yeah. set them off, yeah, I've done that going into the Burnley Tunnel in Melbourne. Right, but I, there's a offshoot just just after that. Uh, obviously, just warning after yeah. the warning. Yeah, so you can. And take I was ready that. for that anyway. I I figured I'd be over height, what okay. I had on, and then I just yeah. But you just don't keep going if you if that light goes off. Mm. You do not. You, <laughs> So that's your responsibility as a driver then. I mean, it's just yeah. basic uh, driver knowledge. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. happened to that so, tipper driver in the M5 when his body went up on the truck. Oh, wow. So obviously, uh, well, he didn't, you know, he's driving a tip truck. He just, he's, he's assuming the, the bodies are not tipping up, obviously. Mm. But, um, yeah, that happened Wow. Uh, uh, um, inbound on, at Kingsgrove where the what so the, the what do you mean by the body the body of the, the tipping body of the I think oh, it was right. the dog trailer. Oh right, why? Oh, he he went in with it up, did he? Well, it went up. Um, oh, it was empty, but oh yeah. How that happened, I don't know. Because you've got to put them in gear, then you've got to yeah push another button or or, or pull another lever for it to go up. Anyway, I don't know. Could have been deliberate. Do you how how possibly? that? Possibly. Well, if I, you're thinking. 
well, or a malfunction. I think it had to be a malfunction. You'd have to be crazy to do it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That cost them thousands. Like they wow. yeah. tore down all this stuff off the. Oh. And as you said, the mm. chaos for the traffic. Oh, it's traffic chaos. Right. Yeah. Just, it's yeah, bad it's, enough without it. It was a total gridlock. Um, no one's ever left the door of their truck open at the back. Their cargo hasn't spilled out onto the road or anything. No, you don't All have to admit to that, but happened. that does happen. <laughs> In the old, <laughs> of, yeah, the old yeah. days, you could be penal, you'd be penalised, whatever it was, uh, ten quid a, a, a bale for the number of bales you dropped. You dropped or, yeah. or if you dropped any on the road, and yeah. uh, so it was up to the driver to secure those lads. Yeah, as as fast and as safely as they could possibly do. Okay, so those are all the responsibilities you have as drivers as well as to manage the load of your vehicle. You don't want to overburden your vehicle and then um, obviously have uh, that have an impact on the road itself as well as your own vehicle. Yeah. Um, so those are what, what are the responsibilities of, say, your employer to you um, as a driver? You mentioned 12-hour limits on driving Steve, what are the other responsibilities or things that must be done? Oh, if it's a, if it's a company vehicle, which well, most of them would be, mm. uh, that vehicle has to be safe and comply, which numerous occasions they haven't. But okay, uh, the bigger, the larger companies, I think, like like the likes of Toll and Linfox, mm. well, they've they're out there, their names out there, and they're pretty. They're pretty hot on compliance and safety and maintenance. So, yeah, very much. Uh, I'm not saying they never make a mistake, but yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, I mean, you get these one uh, one truck or two truck owner operators, and they'll employ a driver, and they'll, I mean, it's happened in not just trucks, but uh, well, main. I guess it's uh, trucks is the biggest impacting situation, but mm. you know, they just. Well, uh, Financially strained, and they cut corners. And there was that truck yeah. that uh, was well, people were being killed. You know. Yeah, well, the the one that was driving down in Balgala, down that steep hill, and then collided into a into oh, an yeah. early childcare centre. Um, oh well. Sophie Deliso, I think, was the name of the girl there that was oh, burned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was due to poor maintenance or. Um, a, a vehicle that should not have been registered. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. But I think oh, it was how long ago was that? Oh, years. Years, I think I recall. Yeah. But th what's the name of that steep hill uh, around the yeah. spit? Um, Condor, Condor Mine or Balgala Road? Or could be. Well, I thought it like was that. more northern. Uh, I thought it was more northerly than that. Could have been. From memory, that was a truck. Yeah. With mm. regards to public transport. Military there, Road? No, I don't think so. No, it was further up. Yeah. That's Mossman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, with regards to public transport, there was that bus that exploded in Bankstown. That was a public bus. That was some weeks ago, actually. Right. Do you remember that? There was a bus that exploded anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wonder what. I'm not what sure. Fuel. Uh, I, it could have been a, a natural gas-powered bus. I'm not sure. I can't quite remember, but I just oh, remember yeah. that it exploded and the driver got out. No one was injured, thankfully. But, um, yeah, maintenance is a big one. Matthew, um, since the bus service in Sydney has been privatised, have you noticed anything with regular or routine maintenance? Um, no, they're still doing the maintenance, still the same people, okay. mechanics and all that. It's just the um, 
the private operators, how they operate differently? I think the concern many people in the know have uh, with privatisation is that once a sector is privatised, you lose the public oversight. So STA, State Transit Authority, would regulate, inspect and check all these depots. Now there is no such thing as STA. So where is the accountability? Where's the oversight? Um, So the public buses are, are no longer regulated. It is because you've got um, RMS compliance investigators that okay. come go randomly to different depots to make sure that that bus is compliant, that's roadworthy. Mm. And the premises. That's right. Yeah. They're, still, they're still private operators, right? So it's not as if it's a public depot and the, the public uh, agency is there all the time. It's just yeah. random, sporadic. You never know. That's right. When when they're not looking, you can do whatever you like, right? Yeah. Well, you, the thing is, the buses you run the risk. The yeah. private mm. operators um, have a contract with Transport New South Wales. Yeah. And um, they are to to operate services, right? So the buses are actually owned by the government by oh, the Transport. Bus- oh, okay. I the didn't depots know that. are owned by um, the government too. Okay, oh, they, they're private contractors that are outsourced to... That's right, so the private operators have been contracted, oh. you know, to to provide the service. But the staff themselves are not public employees, they're employees not now. Not anymore. Of, okay, so private, you yeah. you're not on the public payroll. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. The, the other thing about transport I've noticed, especially long-haul transport, is um, it's a sedentary job, uh, isn't it? You're sitting down, but, but I mean, in your case... Steve, you're, how long are you sitting down for? Days potentially at a time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Twelve to fourteen hours of that day. You know, does that have an impact on your health? Do you yes. Think? Yeah. Can you talk? Can't me? be good, but okay. Oh, if you don't exercise, I like even uh, during the trip. Mm. I don't care how far away. If I have to park my truck, uh, like fuel up and then move move off the bowsers and park somewhere if there's Yes, I don't care if I've got to park yeah. 200 metres away. It's, it's um, just to get the walking. It's healthy to yeah, yeah, walk yeah. a bit and uh, yeah, yeah, get the blood yeah. flowing. Yeah, mm. yeah. If, if you if you're conscious of that and are conscious of what you eat, um, like you don't have to get get ridiculous about uh, your diet, but eat sensibly and mm. just stay off the you know the f- fat and the sugar. Or oh, don't overdo the fat and sugar. And yeah. You've been fairly regimented in your life, I know, from, from knowing you since I was a young boy, um, but you, you've been fairly regimented with health and what mm. you eat, mm. um, uh, almost to the point of a daily ritual, I would say. Uh, but, yeah, you are, yeah. You are quite healthy. Um, you would be the exception, though, would you say, amongst drivers uh, in terms yes. of your health? Probably, but it okay. it is it's becoming a almost a compliance situation, not uh, not as in safety, but mm. uh, and vehicle compliance, obviously. But it's see if a driver's sick, well, he can't drive the truck basically, and he can't yes. move that freight. Yeah, so they got to find somebody else. And I've noticed at toll they have a lot of uh, uh, memos and. Signs around the depot and yeah. uh, in the signs in the toilets that uh, a bit, uh, that show display the if you if your urine's really yellow it means you're not drinking enough water for yeah. example yeah that's yeah. common 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah. The message is there. It's been there for a while, and it's getting stronger. And, mm. and like because, like I say, uh, you might, it's like same as having a broken down truck. If the driver's broken down and can't drive it, so. you're the golden goose. You know, if you yeah. don't look after the golden goose, you lose the golden mm. eggs. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, but, exactly. but on Steve's side, he's always been very sports orientated. Very, he yeah. comes from a family of sports people, including Don Bradman. I yeah, recently. True. Yeah, distant relative of, or very, distant or close? No, no, very distant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, lay big claim to that, but you know, it's okay. just. Uh, I don't know. Don't be overly modest, mate. I heard oh. it was quite close. Many jobs, though, today are sedentary. Many many jobs are, are in the office. Or, oh, office you know, workers, yeah. Yeah, true. right. Yeah. Um, and inevitably that's like that has a huge impact on health, uh, mm. as you say. You know, what, what are you doing with all those calories you put in your body? Um, I, I don't know how you've managed to maintain that build with all the driving you've done, but <laughs> you've done it. Um, so what's the secret? Probably it's his genes. Is it your well, genes? It could, it just... could be genetic too. Okay. Yeah, I think, right. I think that. That would be, yeah, that'd be true. Have to be true because of. Okay. I know from my parents and my grandparents, yeah, they were all pretty healthy and fairly thin, uh, slim, slim, yeah, slim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that's it in a nutshell. It's, and then, and also as I say, being conscious of it as well. So if conscious if, of like your health and what you eat. If you haven't won that genetic lottery, what's your advice for drivers? Like, how how do you stay in shape? What do you do? Oh, just just re, um, a- adding to what what we just discussed. Uh, what you eat, mm. be sensible about what you eat. But but how and, can you stay active if you're stuck in a cabin yeah, for twelve true. hours? Uh, like, how do you that? He mm. gets out and and does walks. You've got to get out and walk, spend the time, and not okay. just not just um. Uh, Try and park as close as you can, and <laughs> and walk as least as you can, and yeah, 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 yeah. And and if you like, if you do a tire check on your truck, well, yeah, don't dawdle, just um, just oh, get the knees up, get the knees <laughs> up, and jump between <laughs> with axle active. groups, you know, and yeah, uh, do some yeah jumping yeah. jacks, yeah, yeah, good, good, and yeah. uh, grab hold of the tire rails on the trailers if they've got them, and yeah, do a few pull ups or something, and, or on the bar on the bull bar on the front yeah i've seen guys actually seen other guys doing that how do you work it into your routine though because you know you've like you said 12 hours plus you've got the deadline to get there on time you've got to plan ahead right to to work it in to the Mm. day um those functions have got to be done anyway and the Mm. the point steve's making yeah, is do it in an energetic manner do it in an an exercise can it be fun or is it a chore oh it can be fun you got to have your breaks anyway, so that's part of your break. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like if you have a fifteen-minute break, well, you're not going to sleep, but you don't just sit there and you know, uh, look at YouTube or whatever. <laughs> or, yeah. I, I mean, you ring up, ring up your, ring your wife up or your girlfriend or your whoever, yeah. and but um, walk around while you're doing it. You know, walk around. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. But listen to the phone while you. But what's m- most important is keeping hydrated too, drinking oh, fluids. Yes, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, not, um, not. Water, but then you've got a urinate. It's got to come <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, how do you deal with that if you're doing long haul um, truck driving? And you know, you obviously you got to drink water. But how do you, um, you know, 
Oh. Go to the toilet. How do you? Yeah, just stop. Yeah. Just anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, just like, yeah, just pull over on the shoulder. Yeah, that do that all the time. But, Fair enough. Yeah. So trucks don't have like a toilet cabin itself? Um, no. No. Well, I haven't seen one with one, but no. Very, or yeah. or a bottle. Sleepers, yes, but not to <laughs> that extent. Yeah. Some, some guys, yeah, use a bottle. That's old school. If they're that desperate <laughs> to keep driving good yeah. or to get there, I mean, heck. Uh, yeah, I heard taxi freight. drivers do that. Use a bottle. Yeah. yeah. I think my job's, the freight's never that important. I can always stop. We, we <laughs> actually. That gives you a chance to yeah. stretch your legs. And, That's true. You like, know, I think actually you're right. fatigue, you know. Yeah, use any excuse to, to yeah. hop out yeah. and go for a wander. Yeah. Um, we had a, a family friend that lived up in Toronto, close to Newcastle, um, and he was a he was a coal truck driver. Um, you remember this, Uncle man? Ray? Oh, uh, John, I think it was. Oh, John. Yeah. So Ray was the other one, but um, he uh, he died in his sleep. He was quite overweight. He died. He asphyxiated in his sleep, so he died. Heavily addicted to cigarettes as well. Yeah, he was a smoker. Really, he was a very oh, wow. wonderful yeah. man. It was very, very generous, very kind, very he overweight. Was, he man. was like a beach ball with appendages, and his mate was more like a gut. But both of them, they they were obscenely overweight. They yeah, were yeah. they were super obese. I would but say, both but both terrific um, blokes. Yeah, very very generous, very kind. Yeah, but yeah. they were both in jobs that I don't think they should have been in. Um, yeah. uh, they were in sedentary jobs and. Um, yeah. Just ballooned in size, and then inevitably one died of sleep apnea. Unfortunately, he's going to take me on a cattle sleep. drive. Yeah. Um, um, not uh, what was it, John? Uh, John, uh, hold on. Who who was the John? Boy? Was at Toronto? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I can't quite remember where Ray lived, but John oh was yeah, at John. Yeah. He, he was yeah. going to take me on a cattle drive, but it never happened because he, well, he carked it in his carked. sleep. Yeah, yeah. Just, his wife found him dead. One morning, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, sorry, uh, just saying that's, yeah, sad, sad for your spouse to find you. That yeah, way. terrible, terrible. Is that sort of what's the body type though amongst here, like truck drivers? I think compared to twenty or thirty years ago, uh, you can see it in any truck stop or truck yard or whatever. Uh, drivers are really, really much more healthy these days. They are. Yeah. Is that uh, especially? Yeah. Um, Oh, stock truck drivers. Um, yep, they they're up and down those crates. You know, okay. Like getting, they've got to be agile. Yeah. Okay. Uh, getting like uh, sheep that have or animals that have like fallen down. They got to get them up. Yeah. And they could be on the top deck. And yeah, those guys are they? Yeah, a lot of those guys are just super agile. They're like good. Bruce Lee. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> do. Do your employees, like, do they encourage health and fitness and act, oh, staying active? Absolutely. They do? Okay. Yeah. That's well, their interest to do so. Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. Like I was saying, the, yeah. uh, a, a sick driver is the same as a sick truck. It can't do the job, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. noticed a change, though, just generally in the Australian public as you've grown? I mean, you, you grew up in the 60s and 70s and, and whatnot. Is there, is, has there been a change in our diet? And in our in our body type, have you noticed? Oh, I think so. I think health and fitness has come into the fore. I mean, it's just it's on the up. It's mm. um, probably, I guess, the last ten years at least. It's just 
A lot of it's, I guess, a lot of it's vanity. But then, yeah, at least they're healthy vanity. Healthy, <laughs> healthy vain <laughs> people. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of it, um, self-preservation and um, and just living a living a healthy life. I mean, it's the oh wow, we've got some Blackhawk choppers going across. Out. That's what you're hearing. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to read. Sorry, life, it's the life in your years, not the yeah years in your life. I, I just I just noticed that yeah a lot of people um, are very gym orientated, but that yeah. the approach I take is if a job's got to be done, you you, you can do you, it vigorously. If you did the housework in an energetic manner, you could achieve exactly the same result. I I just want to read out some stats mm. to you because. These might shock you, these figures, but according to the Federal Health Department, two in three adults are overweight or obese. Yeah. A quarter of all children aged 2 to 17 are overweight or obese. The quarter. Yep. And three in four adult men are overweight or obese compared with about 60% of women. Obesity costs the health budget annually $11.8 billion. Wow. So it's a... So it's not getting better like I thought. No, not at all. So um, unfortunately that's just the case. And a Mm. lot of it has to do not only with diet but also sedentary occupations. Mm. So uh, unfortunately, what's the reality? You spend the bulk of your life at work. You spend... You probably spend more hours either asleep or at work than you do at home uh, with free time of your own. And inevitably, all that time sitting down, plus the change in our diet, high calorie, um, simple carbs, uh, low activity, um, mm. has, has led or fueled this um, epidemic and obesity. Uh, it's very good of your employers to, to put in all these interventions to help improve the health of their drivers. Um, what do you guys think we should do as a nation? $11.8 billion. We, we talk about how there's too much government expenditure. We've borrowed oh. too much money to keep our economy alive. How can we sustain $11.8 billion on fixing up obesity? Get get rid of our addiction to screens and phones, mate, and get into some real life mm. activity. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, activity, yeah. True. sporting so true. or otherwise. Mm. This is an unnatural lifestyle. Mm. Well, it's sitting uh, on your backside. Another, another um, issue is, you know, you've got the fast food chains. Yeah. Where they keep advertising all those. Fast food advertising. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, yeah. encouraging people to come and yeah. eat there. They're eating themselves into early graves. And it's also the ingredients too, like the sugar industry is making billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember, huge. Dave, you mentioned that, um, you know, sugar's, Pretty um, addictive, just like it, cocaine. It is an addictive mm. substance. Um, it's it's not like um, a spice like 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 um, pepper. Pepper, yeah, yeah. But 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 that's not a toxic substance like sugar or or uh, salt, salt in, the wrong, can in, be. in the wrong quantities. In Salt's the wrong okay. in the wrong quant- yep. quantities. Without sugar and salt, they wouldn't sell mm. anything, would they? Nah. Salt of the earth. Salt, yeah. salt, salt's yeah. not so bad. Yeah, the salt <laughs> of the earth. Yeah, Many good sayings about salt, but yeah. in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, you've got yeah. to have it. But, mm. but, but you don't automatically reach for the salt cellar mm. and just go crazy with it like some mm. do, mate. 
Okay. That, that's an insult to the cook. But I, I reckon yeah. that the fast food chains are overdoing it, putting too much sugar or salt. They probably are. Well, um, yeah. is, they're giving an image of like um, wholesome food these days, but how how wholesome is that really? Yeah. Is it, you don't know what's going in. Yeah, true. But I might throw something out there pretty controversial yeah. with uh, health insurance. Yeah. Uh, we have no claim bonuses for car insurance. Could we uh, introduce <laughs> kind of a, a, claim a system for... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah. I mean, people that Mate. people that don't go to the doctor unless they break their leg or something, then well, they're not a burden. I mean, they, and they don't if they don't smoke, yeah, don't drink, sure. and don't get sick. Well, you're paying the same. Yeah. Um, hmm. um, what is it? The levy on your yeah taxes for Medicare and all that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, the one point five percent Medicare levy on hmm. on your income. Why can't there yeah. be an incentive for people that choose to be healthy, you know? And, oh, we're, we're just subsidising. That's a super good the point. The healthy are subsidising yeah. the unhealthy, you know? Yeah, and I'd say we shouldn't punish um, people who are obese because mm. obviously they have a genetic disadvantage mm. as, as well as perhaps um, eating the wrong foods well, and not being active enough. But, yeah. But I mean, even with a no-claim bonus, but, yeah. I, know, I know where you're getting as an incentive. Incentivise healthy. Those, what, the lifestyle those people are living, mm -hmm. as Steve cited, is self-rewarding anyway. You know? Oh, yeah. They're not, they're, they're not drawing on fags or whatever, mm. destroying yeah. their health. Um, but it, it, as, he, as Steve mentioned, mm. um, no claim bonus. Yeah, that, <laughs> but, that, that's an yeah. excellent suggestion. But can 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 you shift the responsibility as as we've just discussed? Can you shift the responsibility to fast food restaurants and manufacturers? No. Of, can you just say, well, they're promoting shift these products? Shift the responsibility to the people who patronise them, mate. But they're forced into addictions, is what you've said. Like the food is addictive; it's got sugar in it. It's hard to. It's hard not to eat the stuff. People develop cravings for these I foods. I think they and have a responsible part to play. Definitely, like food manufacturers, yeah. not just fast food. Just you know, yeah, um, yeah, dry food on supermarket shelves. You know, yeah, uh, made to last. On, yes, on the shelves, not so much to be healthy. But Steve, I was going to ask you, what do you think of organic foods? Ah, oh, well. You're, you're, you support that, I know. Oh, absolutely. You, yeah. 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 It's, it's just naturally you've got to be. Yeah. What, why are they more expensive though? Why are they so much more yeah, expensive? This is what I don't understand. Why yeah. is it more expensive? Well, I guess because it's economies of scale. I mean, uh, uh, this, the agricultural system's set up to produce massive amounts of mm. food and uh, food that can uh, be stored. I guess, no, like, if you, yeah. yeah. Well, if you're cultivating those crops, you still have to protect them from from insects and pests mm. and whatnot. But the methods might be more expensive they than are. insecticides and whatever mm. else. And they don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not Sorry. certain, but I, I'm pretty sure you don't get as much um, productivity because, mm. like, you can. You can load the, load the ground up with fertilisers and growth stimulants and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas you, if for organic food, I don't, you can't do that. It's it's just just the way it is. You can't you can't artificially yep. make it uh, produce more and, and 
and and uh, subsequently more make more profits for the for the growers. I mean, it's uh, yeah. just a fact. But, you know? doc, but Harry, you're a doctor. Um, you, you know, you can have an overemphasis on over cleanliness. Oh, yeah. I mean, some some parents. <laughs> yeah. say, oh, don't touch that. That's got dirt on it. Yeah, that's but true. But if people do that, yeah, they're going to suffer disadvantage. There, there is this theory called uh, the hygiene hypothesis. It was yeah. uh, created by a physician in Japan um, who was also a researcher, and his theory is that people who are exposed to parasites, um, so parasitic worms, are less likely to develop allergies and autoimmune diseases. Yeah. There's this H1, H2 humoral immunity. I won't get into the nitty-gritty because I don't want to confuse listeners, but I'm sure there are lots of scientific medical podcasts out there, and if you're interested, you can look into them. But the theory at its most simplest, at its most simple level is that um, parasites, for some reason, uh, or, or, you know, right, letting your child explore their environment and exposing them to germs and bacteria and, and whatnot, um, to some degree enhances their humoral immunity and protects them from an overactive immune system. Now, um, unfortunately, that argument has, look, uh, it's controversial to say, but it has in some ways been hijacked by the anti-vax lobby. Um, and, you know, I think that's partly why doctors are sort of reluctant to, to talk about this publicly um, because of how things might be misconstrued uh, by certain elements in the in the community. But, um, yeah, that, look, uh, the, the problem with medicine today, in my view, is that it's reactive. Um, it focuses on treatment and diagnosis, and there's probably not enough emphasis on prevention and education. If you get kids into good habits early, into good eating habits into an active lifestyle and you lay down those habits and foundations at an early age, those are good habits that they'll have for life. Yeah, um, definitely. But, but the unfortunate thing is if you do that, then you've got doctors out of work, you know, because uh, more people have fewer problems. So Drug, drug companies. Well, yeah. Isn't that uh, horrible? Right. Uh, it is desirable. It's certainly desirable. But there, there is, like, like um, Steve just said, there are very powerful forces out there that are interested in pleasing their shareholders, and they might not like the idea of fewer sick people. Um, so, yeah, like yeah. food companies too. Yeah. Food companies, but un mm. look, un yeah, exactly, like fast food companies. But unfortunately, um, I'm not practicing at the moment as a doctor, so I feel like I can say the, say these things very safely. But um, if I were practicing, I'd I'd probably be a bit more hesitant about what I say publicly. Uh, but you know, the the fear is you'll be outcast um, as a medical practitioner or branded a rogue because mm. you talk about things um, that contradict the agenda of. Uh, major pharmaceuticals, which um, unfortunately are the only ones that are able or capable of funding large-scale clinical trials. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, <laughs> the doctors look, write the scripts, don't they? The doctors write the scripts, but, yeah, unfortunately hand-in-hand hand with the pharmaceutical companies. So, um, yeah, uh, but like I said, because I'm not practising, I can say these things from a position of comfort. I'm not afraid for my career. Um, no. I'm, I'm not working in the health sector at the moment, uh, but there are probably... 
um, people, uh, doctors out there that are very conscious of, of their career and their position. Just um, the same as I'm not afraid of my career because I have none. Well, you're retired. <laughs> well, retired, <laughs> retarded, but highly <laughs> regarded. regarded. Yeah. Oh, I hope. Yeah. I actually wanted to go back um, how we talked about organic foods. Um, in yeah. regards to like produce, um, is it true that they pump the tomatoes and all the fruits with chemicals to grow faster? Do you know anything about that? Oh, I've like, heard a lot Steve? of that. Oh, I've heard of that happening. I guess it does. I mean, it could be genetically, um, so called genetically modified. I think they do it with bananas. And, yeah. Um, with, with banana sweet. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, genetically uh, altered foods or modified foods, um, is that why fruits and vegetables and things are much larger than what they would otherwise be naturally, would you say? Oh, yeah. It's to produce them quickly. Fair to say. Oh, absolutely. All that and that, yeah. So I've got nothing against genetically modified foods, though. Okay. Can you elaborate on that? Well, (laughs) that's done under scientific... um, it's not irresponsible. It's it's responsible, and, and you're make you're 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 making the most of mm. the uh, whatever's under development or whatever. Yeah. So I, I can't see there's a valid. What is the objection to GM foods? What, what's well, the objection? What's the, the problem? The objection is that's interfering with the natural cycle and. Uh, Everything from wool to foods is, or even dogs, is subject to yeah. development. I mean, okay, take the case of dogs, and that, oh. that, 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 that can backfire and result in a mutilated dog. But um, Some of them look that way too. Yeah, yeah they look that way. Mm. But people are going to come and say, oh, well, the same goes to genetically modified foods, and it's got, just going to get in the system and spread. What, what do you think, Steve? Do you maybe, maybe I was genetically modified. Eh? <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> well, well, I, look. The, th- the thing is, right? You, you can genetically modify crops to be resistant to certain yeah, bugs and pests, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it saves a lot of inconvenience to the farmer. Um, and if you're opposed to insecticides and whatnot, it would seem like a no-brainer. Yeah, so, it would. Yeah, and, yeah, and I guess productivity. You'd have to be the bottom line, wouldn't it? Productivity, yeah, mm. and and Mendel, um, who came up with uh, Mendelian genetics and whatnot, he bred for particular traits, um, you know, colour or height, size. Mm. So you can do it naturally with selective breeding, yeah. um, or you can do it, I guess, artificially in a lab, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that. But, well, you, I, yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, just, I guess there's excesses in the in all sorts, all the, these areas, but yeah, especially, and like most things, there's money involved. And, uh, but I guess it's a trade-off between uh, uh, supplying the market and the population with enough food. Well, yeah. well, the, yes, yeah. Well, you mentioned um, Ukraine earlier, and so... Global food security at the moment is a big issue. Uh, I think you said before that a third of the food's um, grain supply has been 
obliterated or or put at significant risk because of the war in Ukraine, correct? Well, they won't harvest a crop if there was. I'm not sure if there was a crop to harvest and Mm. they won't plant a crop, uh, like plant the next crop either because of this war. So, Mm. And I I, I think I I heard or read where, uh, yeah, they produce a third of the world's, I don't know if it's a third of the world's wheat, but a third of the world's grain, Mm. but it's a, a... I always I was aware that Ukraine was a massive um, farming um, country, but uh, yeah, I didn't realise it was that big. And, well, uh, apparently during the both world wars, it was critical too. Ah, yeah. oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, then isn't there a case for GM Foods if we've? I well, mean, that's a huge blow. Mm. To yeah, food I supply, I, I would have. Thought, I guess if it's done responsibly and then you don't end up with a runaway situation of, uh, I don't know, like a introducing or, or, or getting um, preventing like known diseases and then introducing something worse. I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough I, about it. I see like, what you're saying. Yeah, as, as long as they're responsible in that regard, and uh, yeah. They don't create a bigger problem than they're trying to solve, you know. Indeed. Mm. But, yeah, it's well, definitely it's uh, feeding the the world is, is uh, well, there's too many people going hungry already and uh, yeah. too much wastage already. And, uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, so Reminds me of that, of that mm. old story about Egypt and the famine and the seven stores of grain. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. They, uh, yeah, yeah, they so, uh, yeah they stored up, stored up one season in every seven years, was it? Uh, um, one crop every out of every. Uh, yeah, something like that. Some, yeah. Acting on. Uh, so when there was a famine, yeah, they had it. Um, yeah, I know. I remember. I know some people that uh, what's it called? Like they wash their um, foods. Like there's pesticides on, it and they wash their foods with bike. Carbonated soda or something like they that. They do, yeah. Like, what's with yeah. the go with that? Well, I think I, I think a lot of people do that actually. Um, it's it's not just a it's not a, a thing with conspiracies. Um, I think people do it. Uh, do you know the reason for that? Well, Steve. Well, ba- well, I mean, you cook with bicarb. They bake with bicarbonate soda. Yeah. So it's it's. Just it's, to wash. It's safe, to, for, which is paramount. It's like it's not harmful. Is it to clean? And it's a great cleaner, absolutely, yeah. Are, are you cleaning the vegetables? Are you cleaning something? I don't know if it's sterilising it or just um, mm. getting rid of the, the the visible dirt and what have you. But, mm. uh, yeah, I haven't uh, – yeah, I don't know much about it as far as – But do we consume bicarbonated soda and are they – well, well, he just said, yeah, we do. We, we use it in baking. We, we, like they use it in, in food, in cooking. Yeah. But if you're saying that it's, it's a really good cleaner, what's it doing to us when well, we eat it? Well, Vin- vinegar is a really good cleaner. Exactly. I was when just we eat vinegar, we put yeah. it on our salad. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We're not that sensitive. No. <laughs> There's that saying, you are, sorry, you are what you eat, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so you, you're, you're clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, they use lemon in detergents. Like, yeah. it's huge, the detergent industry and the, 
like look at all the ads they used to have. Oh, they probably still have some. They rave on about. Yeah. Oh, it's it's lemon. It's it's only lemons. It's just lemons. Look what it does. You know, it cleans everything. Natural stain remover. Yeah. yeah. And it's the greatest thing. Have a have a glass of warm water and a few drops of lemon juice in it when you wake up in the morning. It's, it, yeah, it's look it. It probably doesn't do any harm to wash your, your leafy greens with bicarb soda. I think the reason people so. do it is, is because of the insecticides and things that are yeah. sprayed on the veggies. Yeah. And mm. there, there probably is a bit of a conspiracy, um, which is why people do it. They yeah, do it because yeah. they, with the GMO stuff, they're pretty big on that. I don't know if it would necessarily change the genetics of what you're eating. Like, I, I, I think that's practically set. It's it's interesting, isn't it, that you genetically modify crops and livestock. But imagine, like, there are all sorts of ethical issues if you try to do that with human beings, you know, mm. like eugenics, for example, or the idea of designer babies creating disease-proof, um, resilient, uh, supreme, um, superior babies. The Aryan uh, race. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose so, yeah. Well, hey. ra- racial supremacy has been disproved, I think, but... Um, mm. Or the idea of uh, racial supremacy is being disproved, but yeah, I think well, Jesse Owens is the best example of that. Sorry, go on. Mm, that's it? probably a, not uh, probably a different, distinct subject. The, talking about, uh, comparing the Aryan race with genetics, but uh, yeah, I don't well, think they were. I mean, the Germans weren't practicing. What were they practicing? I don't know. Were they practicing oh, social Darwinism and elimination and, um, of people they didn't like? Yeah, ra- racial supremacy. But it wasn't yeah. based on like genetic engineering. To a degree, I think it was. I mean, mm. eugenics at the time was quite popular. Uh, the Germans were certainly not the only ones who practiced eugenics. I think it was yeah. uh, practiced also in the United States and also in Australia. Um, there was this notion of undesirables or um, mm. mentally handicapped people. Uh, I think they said the greatest, one of the greatest social evils was, um, you know, these so-called, uh, what are they called? Um, oh, well, it, handicapped people, intellectually oh, handicapped mm. people. Yeah. yeah. They used to call them spastics, I think, or something like that. But you don't use that word these days uh, unless you're trying to insult someone. But It's, um, it's yeah, yeah. regarded as a derogatory term, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but now it's coming back in the form of designer babies. You know, we have mm. genetically designed foods and uh, now well, we have... What I also yeah. wanted to add yeah. is that they've also done um, gem, um, like modified meat. Yeah, like well, that's... fake they, meat. Yeah, they're trying to replicate the proteins that make up meat, right? Mm. Yeah, because um, the thing with uh, livestock is you need to cut down forests, you need to clear clear land for it. You get rid of that carbon sink that absorbs carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and mm-hmm. and um, yeah. it has a huge environmental toll, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. So what's the plant based meat? Do you know much about that? Could, could you tell us more, Mozika? Well, or or Uncle Steve? Oh, yeah, you probably know more. No, not really, but I, it probably just avoids that. Uh, that situation that you just described with uh, livestock, you know, just I'd say so, mm. but it tastes mm. different though. Do you think so? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're personally, I think we, if we were, I'm not a radical, you know, um, it's okay if you are. No, I, I don't mind, guess, yeah, but you can be, you're free I, to I, be. I eat meat, no, but I don't <laughs> eat it every day. But uh, uh, Steve, do you reckon, um, I think the red meats are carcinogenic? Well, it's 
it's science, some um, scientific studies say that it is, and uh, I think it can be because, like, you're eating a, you're becoming part of the, well, you're at the end of the food chain. I mean, that, what goes into those animals? What what, what artificially goes into them? And uh, as far as like what they drink, yeah, they breathe. What they eat, yeah. And what they're fed. Yeah, like, well, yeah, the, like, yeah, there's a, it's a big uh, can of worms, isn't it, really? Well, well, the thing is colon, colon cancer, um, the, the biggest risk factors for colon cancer, amongst probably many other things, are, um, and this is some more medicine for you guys, FAP, so familial adenomatous polyps. Wow. Um, so those, those things you find in your bowel. Uh, smoking, male gender. Um, and also uh, the Western diet. So, you know, um, Western diet tends to be heavy, uh, lots of red meat, roasts, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. People in the East don't tend to get colon cancer as much as Westerners do. Probably does have a lot to do with red meat. They don't eat much red meat and they they, yeah. they uh, cook it light fried or stir um, yeah. so that it's not, not heavy. I guess so, yeah. It's not like a slab of, you know, it's not a slab of T-bone or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, on the other, on the flip side, if you're a woman, you lose your iron and your B12 through your, your monthly um, menses mm. and you've got to replenish that somehow. Uh, and so, um, yeah, iron, B12, folate, they're all important and um, unless you're eating lots of spinach, uh, it meets usually the go-to. <laughs> mm. So you've got to think about that too, yeah. But um, genetically, like, uh, we don't have fangs. So I'm just pure, speaking purely from... Yes. Not, not from a... Not, not we're not carnivores. Or anything. No, yeah. yeah, we're well, not. Well, so yeah. uh, why are we tearing into meat if we haven't got... I think we could reduce the amount of meat we eat. We're, we're omnivores. Um, um, the... Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. And the, yeah. one of the strongest men in the world is a, not only a vegetarian, he's a vegan. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'll think of that uh, that video that was put out on YouTube a couple of years ago. It's better for your digestion, I think, to eat lots of fibre, have lots of roughage in the diet mm. and not have so much meat and animal fat. Well, you make do sure, need protein. Make sure you've got yeah, you've got to get the protein. You can get right. you can source protein without eating meat, um, <clears throat> and and that is a fact. Uh, yeah. Soy, chickpeas, kidney beans, legumes, um, yeah. legumes, and and whatnot. Uh, I don't think that's an argument to eat meat. I think the argument to eat meat is more iron, B twelve, folate. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's other ways. Well, you need iron for your blood. Yeah. So that you can carry oxygen around the body. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can get iron from uh, spinach and leafy greens too, I suppose. Oh, here we go. World's strongest vegan and world's strongest man. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce that name. But... Oh, I think he's Armenian. Here we go. Uh, Patrick yeah. Boo Baboumian. Mm. Baboumian. There you go. He might be an American Armenian. Yeah, he's not only a veg, but yeah, he's mm. vegan. How about that? Look at the beard. So he's hundred percent vegan. Shops. He doesn't eat meat. <laughs> wow, it's pretty a, strong. Yeah, could be you, Muzike. You could 
<laughs> he looks like the Hulk in a way. You could have a makeover. <laughs> there you go. It, it's um, like the body is an important thing when you think about it. Um, oh, like you've you've got it's paramount. It's pra- it's yeah, a, it's our existence. Well, mind, body, and and soul, if you will. I I suppose there are people that don't really go for the soul these days. I don't. What do you think of the soul musique? Do you have a soul, or are you soulless? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think you've got a soul. I'm only joking. Yeah. Uh. But the neuroscientists, they'd have you believe that it's all just one thing, the, the mind and the soul, you know, they're indistinct. <laughs> like we, what, as in we evolved from slime. Well, I know, it's just all material. There's no um, invisible soul. Oh, there's no essence. It's, you mm-hmm. know, your, your, your brain determines what you think and how you feel and it's all neurochemistry and chemicals and electric electrical connections and whatever else listening yeah. to music is good for your soul yeah it's uplifting and yeah. going to the beach looking at the ocean this is true I isn't it yeah you can, i don't think you can reduce everything to simple logic can you soul, um, there there are some things what that are for your soul. yeah, <laughs> yeah. what else like, is good for like just soul? to clear your mind you go to the beach and you look out the ocean mm. um there's yeah true there's, there's got to be a divine creator. I don't oh, think a yeah. I don't think a computer or a mobile yeah. phone or a machine can gaze at a sunset and you know yeah. be in awe or one like experience a sense of wonder. You can't replicate that. I, I don't yeah. think. But but like know. but man's cast yeah. in the divine image, mate. Once he sees stuff like that, he knows it's more than just. What, uh, what did you yeah, mean? Just, what did you describe it as, Harry? No. Um, um, describe oh, like well, nerve, nervous, what you, um, nerve connections and oh, syn- yeah, chemical. synapses and electrical signals and neurochemicals, <laughs> neurochemicals and, or neurotransmitters, yeah. I should say. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're <laughs> saying that uh, the emotions like love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just a release of dopamine. That's yeah, but that's a sudden that. release of dopamine and serotonin and serotonin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all that is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you're saying that's what scientists, uh, what the. You, that's what they would say, yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily mm. believe that completely. Mm. I don't believe that completely, but um, yeah, that's what they would have you. Yeah. Yeah, I will try and produce. Yeah. Everything's a formula. And uh, <laughs> what, what machine? Well, another, uh, another miracle, I, I'd call it a miracle. Yeah. It's when you injure yourself, cut your skin or whatever. Yeah. Mm. What machine can heal itself? Like, yeah. you know, in a couple of two or three days, that's skin's regrown and this, that's yeah. it's healed itself over. What, 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 any, what made, um, anything in, invented or made by man can do that. That's actually a really good point, actually, when you think about it. That in medicine, they call that, um, I suppose, how do you, some, someone could correct me, but that's homeostasis. Um, so I guess they'd have a, they would have a scientific or a, well, a, um, a, what do you call it? Not scientific, but a, to do with the human body, a genetic, uh, not a, um, oh, homeostasis is a very ancient idea. It predates modern medicine. It's the idea of balance in the body. Mm. Um, so, I, mm, I don't, I don't think. Uh, yeah, this this is something the ancient doctors would have believed in too. 
I'm so not just the modern scientists, evidence-based doctors of today would believe. So they'd have a textbook explanation for that, like? Um, well, well, I think they've done – look, I, I don't want to diminish uh, what modern medicine's achieved. I, I think, oh, no. yeah, like, I mean, it's it's incredible oh, what we've achieved and what, what we're now able to do. And I think mm. back in the day they were stabbing in the dark, you know, like they, they were just making leaps in logic and guesses and they didn't have microscopes back then and no, that they couldn't confirm like their theories. Microbiology, yeah. 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 But do you reckon, like, I guess in the future, like, say someone's cut themselves, obviously the body it takes time to heal and repair, right? But yeah. in the movies you see they shine the laser and it just seals it. <laughs> I guess that could be reality. Science know? fiction. But science fiction's like, in many ways, some like some of the science fiction that was written it's fiction. many years ago has come true. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who was the man that wrote World War of the Worlds? Um, H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells, yeah. I think Yeah. I, f I can't – the things he wrote, all the things that he wrote, they're not coming to mind, but I think he wrote some things, um, wrote about some things that have since come true. I, I think it was H.G. Wells. He, he was a yeah. really brilliant writer and a nice bloke with it. Yeah. H.G. Wells, yeah. yeah. War of the Worlds. His, uh, when did he <laughs> leave the earth? When did he – Leave it. When did he pass away? Oh, probably about nineteen twenty or something. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So brilliant yeah. writer. Where are we yeah. at? Larry? Oh, I think right now we're just talking, really. Oh, um, <laughs> no particular. Oh, oh, right, right. Um, well, I was going to bring it back to um the the obesity problem in Australia. Oh yeah. Um. Tragic. If that's something tragic. Yeah, you'd you'd like to talk about. I think it's a major social problem. Um, mm -hmm. I think well, it's, it's not only well, yeah, it is. Well, it, a major health problem affecting piles of people, mate, and they're all going to well, die prematurely. Not just piles of people, but the majority of Australian adults. Yeah, it's the majority. It's, it's now the majority. The majority are overweight. That wow. is the norm now. That, the norm. It's abnormal. Wow, it's abnormal to be, to be normal. Well, <laughs> no, it's abnormal to be in a healthy weight range. Wow. Um, so the yeah. social norm at the moment is not healthy. <laughs> so we have um, <laughs> we have bad social norms, I think, yeah, in Australia. I, I would say, yeah, which is concerning when you think about it. Well, an example in right in our uh, our uh, our families, yeah. being yeah. Philippine and Australian, we're blessed with good genes. I think in terms of weight, I would say. Um, but then you look at what's you you we've all observed what yeah. what's happened to people in the Philippines since the oh yes oh since, yes since yes the, I see uh, introduction yeah. of what's happened to fast food oh yeah yeah you know like twenty years before that there was nothing like it but now so everyone used to cook um their meals at home and then this whole fast food thing came and. The local food there is really delicious. Yeah, I don't know why the people go for junk when mm. their their own national cuisine is just amazing. It's, so it's they've, they've got a, a yeah, problem in the Philippines as well. Yeah, so. and they'd rather opt for junk. I, I don't get it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Convenience, that's what it is. And sugar, I suppose. Yeah. Well, they don't have a free press over there. They, cook, no. they say they do, but they don't. It's... 
No. There's no public opera. Public. Got to tell, oh yes, yeah. the government. Line. No tax funded uh, media. They're like the ABC. In um, I've heard that in uh, India, um, if you go to McDonald's and Hungry Jacks and KFC, it's actually a privileged thing to do. And so, if you're able to eat that stuff, it means you're wealthy. And so, more and more people are consuming those foods because it's a status symbol. Advertising. You know? yeah. Yeah, if you're walking home with a brown paper bag that has the golden arches on it, oh, you're a rich man, you know. So, um, oh, right. they've got, yeah, they've got this huge problem with uh, they've got a type two diabetes endemic. Um, they've got a problem with youth uh, diabetes, so yeah. diabetes type two in in young people, and it's serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and and central adiposity, what they call the um, apple shaped body, so the big belly. Wow. Yeah. 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 Pear shaped is the healthy woman with the big hips, I think. Oh, but it's yeah, that okay. it's the apple you don't like. Uh yeah, the apple is um yeah. Not so, the apple in your eye. No, no. not the apple. <laughs> no, not at all. Or it the, comes uh, back to your yeah. previous uh, previous comments about um uh, food companies must they must oh, yeah. shoulder some of the responsibility for yeah. the health of a nation. But to them it's all about profits. To them, oh, it's about profits. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. Th- I don't yeah. think that they actually care about people's health because um, it's cheap for them to make it. Sadly, I agree. Uh, mm. yeah. Well, it's a. It is a status symbol, right? Like your next door neighbours who who drive a, a lovely car and live in a huge house, mm. um, come home with buckets of KFC and you know, and golden arches, and that's 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 the ideal. That makes you. That means you've made it. Like in their society, so that just spreads. Now everyone wants to do that. They've that becomes got, the social norm. They've got a hundred thousand dollar kitchen in their house. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, social norms can be exploited, unfortunately, by big business. Oh yeah, it's very subtle and clever, and yeah, they spend a lot of money and train a lot of people yeah. in advertising to mm. come up with these. Um, uh, advertising campaigns and they do it really well, obviously. Like, yeah, it certainly works. Well, it worked with cigarettes in the mm. US, you know, tobacco advertising. Look at the lengths they went to to try and justify it. Yeah. Uh, or to try and can prove that, that cancer wasn't caused, couldn't be caused by smoking. I mean, <laughs> they knew all along though yeah. that cancer could and cause knew, smoking. Oh, yeah. and, and the. Those documents were leaked and they had to pay out, actually, that conglomerate of tobacco companies, Lorillard, I think. Philip Morris was yeah, one of the biggest one. Probably, yeah. And, um, they had a lot of brands. Yeah. I think tobacco companies are targeting the third world now because, oh. of, you know. Well, yeah. Philippines, for example. Yes. Where the, like I was saying, there's no, um, there's no state-owned tax Taxpayer-funded um, media—it's all privately owned and funded. Well, there you go. Huge uh, conflict of interest, oh, right? <laughs> but the governments yeah. are taxing on cigarettes. They are, and now it's very expensive to buy a pack in Australia. Yes, I think in Australia. Yeah, we've yeah. cottoned on here, and a lot of people are quitting, and now they're mm. um, going on the option with vaping. Well, is vaping any better? There you go. Do you oh, think? Oh, pretty tired. Do you think vaping's any better for for kids? Uh, Vaping. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I don't know much about it. I've heard no, that. No, no. Describe that again. 
We could talk about it next time. I think it, I think yeah. it's quite yeah. late here. This is a late night fix, but not all of us are late, are late night vaping, owls. Has vaping <laughs> got something to do with smoking? Vaping's water vapor, basically. So it heats up. It's mechanized. It heats up. Ooh. It's it's an alternative yeah. to get people apparently to get people off smoking. Oh, okay. But it has yeah. it's yeah. liquid nicotine in it. So it's, so, so it's, it's a, addictive. It's too. addictive. It's yeah. be addictive. Yeah. And if it's got nicotine, well. What's the point? So, so with cigarettes, um, you're lighting, you're oh. lighting it up, oh, you're which is burning. Mm. But with vaping, is different. Oh, yeah, uh, still bad, but not yeah. nearly as bad. Yeah, I, I guess so. like when you're at school, you so, you're vulnerable to peer pressure, right? You, you want to well, fit no, in. Mate, well, oh, well, go well, with peer pressure. <laughs> you're the exception though, but well, most people well, like yeah. they don't they're like bloody weak enough to do that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I, well, that sounds well, like you, I'm being superior. Well, no, no, that's but fine. But but you are you're, superior. <laughs> you are superior. <laughs> not about a bit peer pressure, mate. You've done really. But well. I copped a lot, mate, because I didn't. I well, was more or less. Well, you're older and wiser. But when you're young, you don't like to stand out, and you yeah. prefer to fit in. And sometimes vaping yeah. is the way to fit in. It's the way to. Mm. It's Apparently the way to looks acceptance, cool to right? Them. So peer pressure. And then by the time you realise, oh, I'd like to be my own person, you're hooked on vapes. Yeah. Um, you know? Um, well, look, look at um, yeah. a certain party who I won't mention, um, but that, 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 he, he is a, a serious alcoholic uh, and smoker and um, he gets off the cigarettes and then, his so-called mates come around and say, oh, God, have a drink and then have a smoke. And he just gives in like that. <laughs> you know? Like mm. Could be lonely. He's had one heart attack. Yeah. And it's just heading up for another one. Well, you mentioned uh, bowing to peer pressure. Yeah. You know, well, thank God Jesus Christ didn't bow to peer pressure. No, he no. never did. No. Look at he the never fl- did. You talked about copping flack. <laughs> well, I, I, I made I made a remark. Um, he got nailed to a cross for it, eh? Yeah. Mm. I, I made mm. a remark to my brother. I says, <laughs> "Well, if only he had a loose loose thread." I said, "Well, a good woman would fix that." And boy, did he come down on me. He says, wow. "You can't discriminate like that." He says, "Who's to say a man couldn't do it?" Well, well, people take it the wrong way. Oh, he's argumentative. Just any excuse for a fight. Yeah, yeah, well, he wanted to be argumentative, you know. Well, you know that. I said, well, I'm I'm not into into PC stuff. That's that's (laughs) absolute garbage. Well, Jesus Christ was never into it either, was he? But you were revering women by saying that, not putting them down. Yeah, you are revering them. We haven't achieved a state of perfection, though. I think for for most of us, we're vulnerable to social pressure. Um, (laughs) Like we haven't achieved a state of internal and external perfection, arguably. Yeah. I'm not going to try. Let let them roll their eyes at you, mate. I'm going to live my best life. Live your best life, Yeah. 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 But if it's not perfect, well, too bad. Bad. No, of course, no. Yeah. No, that's yep. You'll never yep. attain perfection. Yeah. Jesus or will it, turn me into something better. Yeah, 
Is faith important to the both of you? Is, is faith sort of, sus- um, would you yeah, say, to, to both of you? Important. Yes, especially it's, in the light of the death of my brother. Okay. I mean, I it's had paramount. people there, Janie's yeah. wife, her quiet tears with, with the suffering of her husband. Jan? Yeah, yeah. but that the others involved with tears of desperation because they have no belief. They have no belief that a Christian can look forward to an afterlife. They believe in none of that. They just think we're just prey to superstition and everything else that a gullible person in their eyes falls for. The thing is, though, human logic can only take you so far, right? Like human logic can't, can't take you to immortality. Um, death is inevitable, yeah. you would say. Um, yeah. no, no amount of human reason, no amount of cleverness, no, no, no amount of ego no. um, can sustain you forever, no. could sustain a human being forever. Yeah. Um, Going to run out of that commodity very quickly. Re- kind of reminds me of that tale, you know, the old story of Pandora's box? Do you oh, remember I've, this? I've forgotten it, mate. Well, no doubt I've heard it. Oh, it's a famous story. Um, it's, I mean, the, the moral is common across many cultures. Uh, she, so Pandora had a, a box that was gifted to her. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a divine box, I suppose you could say. She was curious. Her curiosity made her open it, even though she was forbidden from doing so. Yeah. And because of her curiosity, all manner of evil flew into the world but she managed to close it in time for one thing to remain trapped. What was that? Hope. Yeah. <laughs> hope, or hope or faith or whatever you want to call it was the only thing that was um, left. So that's what humanity has. That's what human beings have to yeah. sustain them, hope. Um, I may leave it there, guys, because okay. I know that it's quite late now and that we're getting tired. But What was that they said about faith is the expectation of things? Not seen or where where St. Paul sort of expanded on that, you know, hope and faith. Faith, hope and charity, but of these the greatest is charity. Well, charity and love, charitas and love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The word charitas, I think, uh, can be translated into love. Yeah, true. Which which is inherently illogical, the concept of love. And anyway, we'll get to that next time. Thanks for taking us through this, Harry. Um, Thank you, Harry. No, no. yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Thank you. Guys. Yeah, and and great first episodes. They were really good. Oh yeah, yeah. enjoyed it. I think the listeners out there will really enjoy them. Okay. I probably uh, offended and blew off a lot of people. Oh, who cares? Oh, well, <laughs> that's mate. what it's about. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just... They haven't got broad shoulders. That's their problem. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not intentionally antagonising. Ah. I'm just yeah. speaking. Neither am I. Uh, from my humble. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Human self. So. Perfect. Yeah. Good. All right, boys. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode 14, and we will see you on the next one. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.